Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Freedom Speak. I am your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. We've had quite an exciting show today. I've got uh, Kareen Rios and Tim McLean in the studio with me, and uh, I think they're really going to like this next topic I want to talk about. We're in the third hour, and... Uh, We've been talking a lot about the meaning of words and how the powers that be would like to change the meaning of words in an effort to gain more control. Now, one way they have done that is in the U.S. Constitution. And last week, I was talking about the Second Amendment. And as I was talking about the word, uh, the, the phrase actually, well-regulated, it got me thinking, it's like, hmm, where else in the Constitution have I heard the word regulate? And then I got to thinking about regulate. So anyway, well-regulated, it doesn't mean what most people think it does. What does regulate actually mean? Or more to the point, what did it mean at the time that the Constitution of the United States was being written? Practically all modern references to the term regulate refer to activities that are regulated by law, such as the airline industry, the fur industry, or the gambling industry. The contrast with writings from the 19th century are quite pronounced. Practically all the earlier references I could find had quite a different meaning inconsistent with that interpretation. The clear meaning of the term in earlier text was closer to properly operating or in its ideal state. This is not too surprising given that the emphasis of the earlier era was on individual responsibility, industry, and proper behavior being the foundation of a prosperous and orderly society versus our present indulgence in government regulation as a source of social good. <clears throat> One example is a statement from 1822 that said Huntsville, Alabama was becoming quite civilized and prosperous with a fine fire engine and a well-regulated company. By today's understanding of the words well-regulated, one could make the case that the firefighters were especially subject to rules and laws. But in the context of the time, it actually would mean they have a very fine fire engine and a properly operating company. William Thackeray's 1848 novel uses the term well-regulated person. The story is that of Major Dobbin, who had been remiss in visiting his family. Thackeray's comment is to the effect that any well-regulated person would blame the Major for this. Clearly, in this context, well-regulated has nothing to do with government rules and laws. It can only be interpreted as properly operating or ideal state. In 1861, author George Curtis has one of his characters, apparently a money-hungry person, praising his son for being sensible and carefully considering money in making his marriage plans. He states that every well-regulated person considers the matter from a pecuniary point of view. Again, this cannot logically be interpreted as a person especially subject to government control. It can only be read as properly operating. In 1884, Edmund Yates, a British journalist from the 1800s, references a person who was apparently not strictly well-regulated. The context makes any reading other than that of properly operating 
or in his ideal state, impossible. One of the best examples is from 1834, Blackwood's Edinburgh Magazine, in which we have a discussion of people who rose up against encroachments of the crown, i.e. active rebellion, while maintaining or restoring their well-regulated organization. Clearly, these people were actively shaking off government encroachment, not people in subjugation to the rule of law. Yet they had and maintained a well-regulated organization. Again, the subject to government laws and rules interpretation is impossible. The passage must be read as properly functioning or in its ideal state. By looking at older writings, it is clear that the properly functioning or ideal state interpretation of the term well-regulated is what is meant when we see these words used in the U.S. Constitution. You can see that the old use of this term stand in sharp contrast to our modern use of these words. And the modern is control or maintain rate or speed. And that is why you have the word late at the end of it, because it's talking about, you know, the actual process of speed of it. So, <clears throat> it, and, and then of course the reg part of it is like in the military, they have regulations, mm -hmm. right? So it's control. Um, and I know looking at your notes here, you, you go into regulate commerce and everybody has to comprehend what that actually means because commerce is controlled around the world under the UPU, the Universal Postal Union. Every state in the country, every uh, country itself has to have a post office and a postmaster to control commerce. And commerce makes the world go round. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, what our government has been doing, and the reason I, I hammered away at this word regulate is because they've been applying a, a new definition of regulate to mm -hmm. the topic of regulate commerce. Now, I'm, I'm just going to read this little part here from the U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 8. Okay? The Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises, to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. But all duties, imposts, excises shall be uniform throughout the United States. To borrow money on the credit of the United States to regulate commerce with foreign nations and among the several states and with the Indian tribes. Now, the reason this is important, that if you take the old Defin the original intended definition of the word regulate, as I have described numerous examples on my open about usages of, during that period of time, of the word regulate, well-regulated, mm -hmm. you can see that the modern definition of the word regulate does not apply. Yet, they are applying the modern definition of regulate to the Constitution. Just like I had said earlier about citizen in the Constitution with, you know, the capital C and the small c and how that falls under that. They've done this in so many different things, Becca, of how they have changed the wording that we're using today versus what our original meanings were. And you're making a very good point of that right now. The, the uh, if we actually look at that, what you just read in Article 1, 
you know, it talks over duties and taxes and so on. We have to actually realize that we're being regulated by an IRS that never has been lawfully uh, passed by Congress. Well, and there There's again, no if you look at the same thing I'm always saying all the time, the federal government has very limited powers according to the Constitution. Right. Mm -hmm. And for them to form the IRS right. and then have the IRS impose their will on the individual states, and not only that, on, not only on the individual states, but on the individual people right. is unconstitutional. Right. And really, it, I mean, once again, it's, it's upside down because the states are the ones supposed to be making the money off of the taxes, the federal government is supposed to be making very little in taxes according to that constitutional article you just read. But they flipped that up on its head too where the federal government is the one that is regulating as you're as you're making a, a very in the modern definition controlling uh, exactly controlling all of the states mm -hmm. when it was supposed to be the other way around where the states were supposed to be doing that and so the the truth of the matter is is that it, it you got to go back to the original meaning on everything and that's where history comes in I mean our country and and yourself as being a teacher um, you, you realize that what they have been giving all of the education, the, the teachers that are you know going through college that will become teachers, they're getting indoctrinated with all this language too. Mm-hmm, they are. And if you learn it in school, then especially these kids that are learning things in school, they're being taught these things and they, they believe that this is the truth. Mm -hmm. They're not being taught history. They're not being taught the Constitution like, like I'm essentially teaching you the Constitution right now. I'm teaching you the, mean of the meaning of these words. All you have to do is you take this whole thing in Article 1, Section 8, and you change the meaning of that one word. Mm-hmm changes the meaning of the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. And, and in this case, this word is used twice in the Constitution. Once in the Second Amendment, which we're all very familiar mm -hmm. with that one, and also used here. And it's like, and if you change the meaning of that word from what the original meaning, the intention of the, of the, the founders was, and change it to the new meaning, then everything, well, then it, it's all different. And then it also goes into what you just said, the Second Amendment. They're trying to regulate our, our constitutional rights that cannot be abridged. Mm -hmm. But yet they're trying to do it by a word, which is regulate, which you can follow that word meaning down all the way to permit or See, permission. See, and, and here's the thing. It's like that point that you made is really, really good. If you were to read the Second Amendment and understand every word of it and try to apply a new meaning to the word regulate, well regulated in, in then the whole statement doesn't make any sense. It contradicts itself. Exactly, exactly. But this is the wordplay that they've done on us for, uh, I mean, all the way back from our parents and our grandparents and so on. It's gone on for uh, over 168 years now where they have been, you know, uh, giving us these these words. I, I mean, I shared this at the uh, speaking event that you were at the other day mm -hmm. on uh, Wednesday. Um, the word idiot, it, when you look up the true definition of the word idiot, <laughs> I mean, and, and we all believe it, you know, it's a dumb person or whatever. Right, right, right. Ignorant. Right. But no, actually the true meaning Actually, is, the is, modern is, definition of idiot is somebody that's actually mentally uh, uh, impaired. Right. But yeah. the original was that you were an intelligent person. 
weird. They're constantly flipping things on their head. And I hear people always use the word understand. So if somebody says you're such an idiot, you should say thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely should because I probably get that a lot. <laughs> but that happens a lot. Isn't that what they're talking about with having a living constitution that you're constantly changing it to meet right. the times? Right. I mean, that's exactly that's what exactly some, some of them are trying to push. It's a living document. You've got to change it, you know, yeah. and, and even with biblical, even in the Bible. Yeah. I mean, don't pastors do that too? Yeah. It's progressivism. There you it's, go. It's, it's the same it's thing. Always... The Bible doesn't change either. I, I, I yeah. heard, I think, Pastor Smotherman talking about uh, something, preaching about that thing that the Bible doesn't change. No, it's you a know? living word of God. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and you brought this up in the very first uh, half hour about trust in God we trust. Mm -hmm. The truth is, is that it's a trust indenture that was given to us. And, and not only was uh, the word of God a trust indenture to us, um, but so is our constitution. And, and it was literally given to us by God through the men in, uh, that, that wrote it. And they knew that we could be usurped by the mm -hmm. future generations. So they were aware of it enough to write the Constitution the way they did with the exact language, just like how God's word is exactly precise and never been proven to be wrong of one word. Yes, it's had grammatical errors in its translation, translation mm -hmm. but the meaning of it never changed. Mm -hmm. And that's why our Constitution, they're trying to change the meaning of it by utilizing common language words today versus what it meant then. Yeah. And those that study like the Articles of Confederation and so on, like I have, you'll actually see the foundation of the original history of why they created the Constitution the way they did. And what I found out when I did some research on that is that the Founding Fathers inherently knew that men were evil. Exactly. And in France, they had the exact opposite. They built their Constitution that men were inherently good. So our Constitution is to protect us mm -hmm. from evil people. Exactly. That was the point of the Constitution, and that's why it is on a Christian, uh, Christ, uh, Judeo-Christian foundation. Yeah, because a, men are all fallen. It's like the separation of church and state was to protect us from the government infringing upon the church. Well, no, it was to, it was to protect us from not having to follow whatever religion the federal government tells us to follow. Yeah, that's what I was pretty much saying, yeah. is that it, it's pro it, to protect the church from the government, not the government from the church. Well, to protect individual people. <laughs> yeah, right. To protect individual well, people. We, yeah, and I mean that as yeah. the church, meaning us, Yeah, well, well, as we the well, people. Well, we need to be careful because a lot of people in the church today think the church is a building. Oh, I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I really try Brick to just break it down. Right? No, yeah, yeah. Your, your church is where you're at. <laughs> it's just a building, right, right, right. right. But that's the beauty of, the, of our Constitution is that uh, it is there to protect us from the evils. Right. Right, and regulate, right, back then when it was written, we were a little more, I, I don't want to say totally 100% Christian living, but we lived by values, Right, your your what 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 did what they do back then? Your your word was your bond. Word is your bond, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. now I don't trust. I, I don't trust nobody. It's all it's <laughs> no. all under. Put it in writing. Let's get it notarized. Exactly. Let's get a contract down. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. Why, that's why we're under. Let's get a lawyer to read it over. Yeah. Make sure that it's airtight. That's yeah. why we're under yeah. admiralty law because yeah. it all comes down to contract law, which is the law of the sea. Yeah, so. and that's why they think they have to regulate it more. Yeah. Right, because none of us are living. 
well regulated. We well, don't can't regulate ourselves. You have <laughs> to regulate your slaves because if you don't have your if you don't have your slaves under control, right? You got to have them under control. So you place more and more and more burdens on them and remove more and more of their rights. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you move them back into a corner so that they won't, you know bark at their slave uh, at their slave yeah masters. but we can go back to biblical times and slavery and in and, and biblical times slavery was god's idea to take care of people and so we've even morphed that into something evil mm. right because slavery you know you you had to god has a whole section in there about how to treat your slaves right exactly right yeah. and, and we've just made it evil uh, yeah. so maybe that's why that's why they call them bond servants like yeah. like paul you exactly. know I'm a bond servant yeah. of christ mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah interesting yep yeah but, you know, part of how they enslave us is through ignorance. Exactly. And, and I talk about that all the time, which is partly why I do what I do. It's like I try to educate people on it. It's like, so, you know, if, you know, ignorance, they control you through ignorance. And, and if you, the worst thing you can do is to be educated and learn about stuff. And then when they tell you stuff like, oh, well, you know, we, uh, the Constitution says we have the right to, to, to regulate um, your interstate commerce, or we have the right to regulate what type of gun you can have, or, or if you can carry it concealed or not concealed, or where you can take it. And, you know, and, and so like this regulate commerce thing, they have abused this so much. It's like, there again, it is the federal government imposing their will on the individual states, which is unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. it, it, all this says in this, in this commerce clause thing here, all this is saying is if you, if you take it to its actual real meaning, to regulate commerce means that the government's job is to just make sure it runs smoothly. You know, keep an eye on anything they can do to help with helping it work smoothly. That is and you their mean goal. Like, Not to control it. Like between the states? Yes. Okay. Yes, between okay. the states. Okay, we need to make that clear because yeah. people don't understand. Yeah. So yeah. If, there's, if there's a dispute. Commerce between, is business. Yes, For commerce. the audience, for people who don't yes. understand. Commerce, commerce is, is business. business. Yes. Right. I'm glad you defined that <laughs> word. <laughs> so anyway, so, so like, yeah, so when, when a state is doing business with another state, let's say there's something uh, wrong that's preventing that from working smoothly, then the, the Constitution says the U.S. government can, can help out with, with smoothing that out. Their, their job is not to, to impede it in any way or, or to slow it down or control it. No, it's just, just to make sure it, it, it flows easily. Mm -hmm. That's what it's yes. saying. Mm -hmm. Well, yep. to protect us, the government, the Constitution protects us from evil. And if that happens in, in commerce, they need to there make it run smoother. Right. That's all it's saying. Yes. It's not saying control, but right. by the modern definition, it's Right. Control. And because what, what you had said earlier is that uh, it's all about control, and we tend to want to be gods. We tend to want to be God, Right. Not me. Well, <laughs> well, me neither. But uh, you know, that'd be yeah. too, but, too but much. But the world—that'd be too big of a job. I wouldn't want well, it. Well, well, right. Well, but when people come right. in, when people come in and they say they know how the whole body works and we need to have this vaccine and the, well, you're right. Bill Gates, exactly. And, you're right. Soros—they all want to be God. Exactly. Yeah. That's they've elevated themselves, and it's nothing but selfish, yeah. uh, selfish ambition to to be gods. Yeah. To yeah. be a god. Yeah. Yeah. If I may sort of change this just a little bit to go sure. to um, the commerce side of this between states that you were saying mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, just to go to prove a point that I've uh, been trying to make through this whole thing about admiralty and maritime law why do we have ports 
of entry at every state. When, say, a trucker's coming from one state into another, he has to stop at a port of entry to be weighed and so on. Now, it's good because we don't want, you know, trucks overweight, ruining our highways. You know, there's a lot of good things behind that. But the, but the actual fact of the matter is that is a control of regulating mm -hmm. commerce. Right, because now they're they're literally saying like, uh, you, it's almost like when you're walking out of Walmart and they want you to show them that your receipt. I'm, I'm like, I already bought it. It's mine. I own it. That I'm not stopping so for bad. you. These people that stop yeah. and they want to show them the receipt and back everyone up. I'm like, it's like no, it's already that. mine. It's I don't mine. need to show you anything. Exactly. You've got don't a good point there. I've never thought of that. Yeah. Don't treat yeah. don't treat me like a thief. Right. Yes. I'm not a thief, so don't I don't. But yet have they to show let the you. the people who are actually thieving and running out with big old things. Right. They don't even do nothing to them, and I'm just exactly it, that it, irritates me to no end. By the way. Yeah. Exactly. It's sort of like you know the criminals with guns. Make yourself feel good. Make, but, I think it's all make yourself feel good, Walmart, that you're stopping law-abiding citizens to somehow capture the, the, thief, the, the thieves. That yeah. makes, like, no stupid sense to me. Everything's upside down these days. Yeah. But to my point, though, is that the port of entry, they're imposing a law. Oops. They're imposing a law on our land that is, you know, a, a water jurisdiction because there's no ports on land. <laughs> only mm -hmm. in the ocean, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it, it comes back to, you know, that everything that we, you know, believe to be true in this day and age, and you're proving this by the point that you're making, Becca, which is regulate, has been taken completely out of context mm -hmm. of the true meaning of regulate. And, and th this is where it's awesome to be able to listen to uh, Bibles, or not Bible, but uh, constitutional scholars that actually get this. Mm -hmm. And it really starts that you got to go back to the articles and you got to read those. Mm -hmm. And then you got to read the declaration. After you comprehend the reason why we left the king, why we ended up declaring our own sovereignty, and then the constitution itself and then states' and then, rights. We've got then, to add the states' rights in there. Well, and then the Bill of Rights, yeah. because they had to give us those Bill of Rights so that they could determine how that Constitution was supposed to operate. Mm -hmm. So when you, it's sort of a progressive type of thing. And, and my point of that is, is that the, the wordplay, when you get to the original people who have studied the Constitution and they actually know the meaning of the words, they, like uh, Turley, I think that's his name. You know, he gets called in like he did at Trump's, uh, you know, thing where they were trying to impeach him. And he ended up having to, to tell them the meaning of the words in the Constitution because they're always trying to take it out of context for their better good and their gain rather mm -hmm. than the truth of what the Constitution stands for. Well, you know, what's really, really sad is that our all of our politicians that are in office do not understand what I have just explained. Right. Okay? Yeah. It's sad that they don't. And as a matter of fact, I would say there's probably a, ju a lot of judges that don't understand what I just explained. Oh, I well, know. A lot it. of judges don't even understand what their job is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... Oh, my God. I mean, the, the main purpose of a judge is to make sure that uh, the Constitution is, is adhered to, is, is adhered to yeah. and that you are treated constitutionally well, in court. And it's like if you don't know the Constitution or understand the words in the Constitution, or not even, not how all, are you going to do your job? Not only understand it and acknowledge it and have what God says, you know, wisdom and, and uh, uh, understanding and knowledge, but believing it. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of people don't believe it. And that's where I think we find the, where some of the problems are coming from. Yeah. Because even the smartest people can understand the Constitution and understand, you know, biblical. But if they don't believe it, 
that's a whole different issue there. Well, the word the word that I keep hearing a lot is understand. A lot of people don't even realize that's a jurisdiction. The word understand is giving a jurisdiction. It's giving jurisdiction to the person that asks you it. Like if I were to say, Becca, do you understand? You were now placing... No, I comprehend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because comprehend is the true language um, that we should be using. But the absolute truth when you guys when both of you are talking about the courts when you get right down to the to the beans of this whole thing is that every one of these judges are all operating in treason in our country right now because they are imposing a foreign law on our land that's that's the absolute truth because they're they're utilizing and they know it codes rules statutes procedures all in their court system that they know is a for-profit court and many of them are actually owners of the court, of the corporation itself. And they have an opportunity to be able to steal from you or put you in prison and steal from you. And it all comes down to treason because they're, it's, it's like if I were in Spain, but um, they were imposing rules of Portugal on me that's exactly what they're doing in our country, and these and these judges know it because they've all been bar attorneys. Every judge that sits on a bench is a bar attorney, and they took an oath to the British Crown, not to our country, not to our Constitution. They, I, I, I don't think some of them know that because they've just been indoctrinated like the, the rest of us. Most of the lower bench judges do not, but I guarantee you, you get into any of the judicial courts and above, and they all know. I'm going to find that out. I'm helping I, a judge get into District 13, uh, and we'll see. I, I, you know I, what I mean? I, yeah, it's I, interesting. I, I'm actually helping several uh, yeah. bar attorneys right now that are walking away from it, and they're learning how to uh, become common law attorneys right now. Mm. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, but I, I, I think we think that they know stuff, uh, and, and maybe they do, but I think believing it deep down in your being, the Bible, right? Uh, so I always tell people, yes, you could, you, you know, Philippians four, four, uh, Philippians four, six through nine, lean not on your own understanding, right? We, we know that, but do you really believe it in your being so that it prompts a change in, order, in your behavior? In order to believe it, you have to live it because when you live it, then you can believe it. Just like I know what the word truth and honor really means because mm -hmm. I live it. Yeah. And, and speaking truth and being in honor means that exactly what Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No, no man comes to the Father except through me. When you get that, that whole picture of that he is the, you know, the absolute God, he is, there is no other. But how do you believe that in you, the depth when, of your being? Well, what happened uh -oh. to our sound? We lost our sound. Uh-oh. Hold on. What did I touch? Just go ahead and keep going. Just keep going? Yes. Oh, I heard it oh, pop in me? my ear. Yeah. Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. There that was go. me. <laughs> I got yeah. it. Kareen, uh, it is. On something. Yeah, let's keep that out of her reach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So where were we? Yeah, well. Sorry about that, everybody. That so so how, how do you know... Because I know you haven't experienced salvation and, and being at the right hand of God after, after you die. How do you know that in your being? See, the, the, the two different things. So what I'm trying to say is, I guess, um, if judges or politicians, they may say they know the Constitution, but do they know it in their being enough to act on it? Right? You know that you're going to go to heaven after you're done with this life on earth. I believe that. 
and it affects the way I change, the, the, it, it affects my behavior now so that I can help more people. See, a lot of these people that, are, that think they say they know the Constitution or know the Bible, they don't believe it in the depth of the being. And I think that that's where the problem is. And even if you, even if you have memorized the Constitution, even if you know all the words, do you know the meaning yeah. of the words? Mm -hmm. and, and that's why I... And how to put it in, 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 into action. Yeah. Because as a Bible mm -hmm. teacher, I can tell you that a lot of people read the Bible, but they don't know how to make it relevant and apply the Bible. And that's what, I, that's what I'm thinking that a lot of these judges and maybe these uh, justices and people and politicians and just normal people, we don't know how to apply it. And we, because we don't believe it in the depth of my being. I know that Jesus Christ is real because I've done what he commands me to do. Think on good things. Think on things that are holy, that are pure, that are noble, that have good report. And when I get my thinking right, I have the peace that surpasses all understanding. I know that he is real by my obedience. So on that, on that topic, okay, that, that made me think of something. Okay, we're talking about something that involves faith. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Now, yeah, I was, I was thinking about somebody talking about uh, something to that effect the other day as either the news or something I was watching in which people are, are you know, the people on the left... The people that are that are that are forcing the jab on us and all this other garbage, they uh, will criticize us for having faith and belief in God. Yet, they have faith and belief in government. They they have replaced God with government. Okay, because they're believing without any proof provided. Mm -hmm that the shot is safe and effective. And because you ask these people, it's like, can you, show me the, can you show me the studies on that? Can you show me where you got that information? Well, no, but I heard it from so-and-so. And it's like, there again, they have faith in government. The, the government has become their God. And science. Mm -hmm. And that's, science. That's, mm -hmm. that's where, and one of our last uh, uh, parts of this was, I don't know, an hour ago or so, that was making me think that about how they've replaced God with science. Mm -hmm. And and the thing about science is science is subjectable. And, you know, like when when we grew up as, as young kids going through school, science was a, a different meaning. It was proving something, right? Mm -hmm. It was either disproving or proving something. Nowadays, science uh, is is sort of a made-up thing. It's like I could make it do whatever I want it's it all to do based for on, my, for well, my it's results. It's all based on consensus now. We all yeah. just well, have it's to all agree based we on feel interpretation. the same about it. Exactly. Yes. It, and so, therefore, they've replaced the so-called science that's no longer a true science mm -hmm. with God. So, by the way, I think that's a good place to stop. We are at the break. And we are going, we'll be going into our last 30 minutes. And we got a lot of stuff we want to talk about in that last 30 minutes. I know Corrine and I talked about something we want to talk about as, as it has to do with the governor's race. We're going to have to talk real fast. Yeah, we're going to have to talk real fast. <laughs> and we're going to have to try to not get so distracted. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then I wanted to cover real quickly in the next uh, half hour uh, about this thing with Article 2 powers of the president. This is something that comes up all the time. So we'll be right back.
Here at Agave Builders, we are a veteran, family-owned company since 1993. If you have a small honey-do list or need a home built, we can help you with that. So call us at 505-385-6680. Do you have a hard time getting in and out of your bathtub? We are also a premier walk-in tub dealer. We can help you with those aches and pains of getting in and out. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com. We are also a VA-certified company that helps qualified veterans obtain grants through the VA and other nonprofits to repair or remodel their home. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com, look us up on Facebook, or call us 505-385-6680. That's 505-385-6680. Longing to be free of pain? Free of pain meds? To move freely and easily again? Call Dr. Lynn today, 505-200-0271, riverlightcommunitypt.com, 505-200-0271. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214. Or on the web at Perkins Protection training.com Everybody, welcome back. You're listening to Freedom Speak, and I am your host, Becca Marie. You are listening to Conservative Talk ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere, conservativetalkabq.com. And I want to invite you to uh, download the podcast if you didn't listen to the entire show. I'm now on Spotify and Stitcher, and Apple iTunes will be following very, very soon. Also, uh, if you want to send me questions and comments, you want to get started advertising, we love advertisers here. We love freedom-loving advertisers. You can email me at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. Yes, I ditched the Gmail. So, we've been talking a lot about things that are involving government overreach, not understanding the meaning of words, where you will just listen to what somebody's saying, like, like the meaning of the word regulate, how it doesn't have a modern meaning when it has to do with the Constitution. Now, another thing I've been hearing a lot lately is I hear people on the news when, when you know, our illegitimate uh, President Biden writes yet another executive order or makes an, passes another decree down for the rest of us peasants to follow that they mention Article II powers. Now, how many people 
have read Article 2 of the Constitution. I bet most of you haven't. I have. Yes, you have. <laughs> and Tim has. We've all read it. But so if you actually go into Article 2, the powers defined to the President of the United States are in just within a couple of short little paragraphs within Article 2, Section 2 of the U.S. Constitution. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read those off to you, and then we're going to talk about them. So, Article 2, Section 2. The President shall be Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy of the United States. Okay, we know that. I think most people know that. And of the militia of several states. There's that word militia again. Now, last week I explained the meaning of militia as the meaning is in the Constitution when it was written. Well, I've had people try to twist the, heard people try to twist the meaning of the Second Amendment to say that the militia is the Army and the Navy, but why, here again, here's a contradiction to that to that argument they're always making, if the militia is the same as the Army and Navy, which, by the way, did not exist when the Constitution was written, <laughs> right here it says, it mentions the Army and Navy and the militia. Wouldn't you think that that means they're different things? <clears throat> Critical thinking here, people. So... Anyway, as I've previously discussed, the militia, not a, a government-ran army or organization of any kind. It's the militias like us here at, these, at this table, you guys. People that may not necessarily be trained at all, just Americans. People that in a time of need can be called upon to bring their weapon and help defend the nation. That's what a militia is. To every, every man and woman. Absolutely. All of us. Yep. Yeah. So, when called into the actual service of the United States, hmm, he may require the opinion in writing of the principal officer in each of the executive departments upon any subject relating to duties of their respective offices, and he shall have power to grant reprieves and pardons, which we know that. We've seen that often when presidents are leaving office, uh, they will pardon uh, people against the, uh, uh, for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment. I guess when you're being impeached, then you can't pardon yourself. I don't know. That, maybe that's what that means. It, it is. <clears throat> okay. He shall, and I think I've just beaten the hell out of the word shall. I mm -hmm. think you guys know what that means. He shall have power by and with the advice and consent of the Senate. There again, on this particular thing here, he only has the power by and with the advice and consent of the Senate to make treaties. Now, you're hearing about this thing where there he, he's going to go and he's going to make essentially this treaty with the world, with the, uh, the, um, with the, why am I, why am I having Who? trouble? The world Health world. Organization? No, 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 no. The United Nations. Oh, United okay. Nations. Well, no, the president can't do that. And this clearly spells this out right here, that he can only do it 
with the advice and consent of Senate, okay? That's the only way he can make treaties, okay? He can't do it on his own. And here it is, even more. Provided two-thirds of the senators present concur. So he has to not only get the approval of Senate, but he has to get the approval of two-thirds of the Senate. So if you've got a Senate composed of 50% Republicans and 50% Democrats, and, the, and, and one party is like hard set against that treaty happening, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Not going to happen. Shouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, once again, with the advice and consent of Senate, he can appoint ambassadors, other public ministers and consuls, judges of the Supreme Court, which we, I think a lot of us are aware of how that works. He can recommend it, and then they got to go through the confirmation hearings and all that stuff in Congress, and they got to get, get approved by everybody. And all other offices of the United States, whose appointments are not herein otherwise provided for, and which shall be established by law. But the Congress, Congress may, by law, vest the appointment of such in inferior officers as they think proper in the president alone, in the courts of law, or in the heads of departments. The president shall have power to fill up all vacancies that may happen during the recess of Senate. Now, we heard that sort of thing happening when, Pre when Trump was in offices, uh, where they, they were just dragging their feet. They weren't getting people confirmed. They weren't, weren't getting people through. And, and well, mm -hmm. the president has the power to make temporary appointments. Mm -hmm. Fill that seat with somebody that can do the job while, while the, uh, the real person eventually gets there by granting commissions which shall expire at the end of their next session. There you go. He shall from time to time give to Congress the uh, information of the State of the Union, you know, State of the Union address. We've heard those. That's when he gets in there and he talks about what they've been up to and, 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 and what, how he thinks the State of the Union is. And recommend to their consideration such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient. He may, on extraordinary occasions, convene both houses or either of them, and in case of disagreement between them with respect to the time of adjournment, he may adjourn them to such time as he shall think proper, he shall receive ambassadors and other public ministers, he shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed and shall commission all the offices of the United States. Okay, that is what I just read to you. That is all the Constitution mentions about the president's direct powers to do anything on his own. Now, think about all of these executive orders that the president has passed down literally from day one that he's been office, in office. Do any of these executive orders fit into what I just read to you right there? I don't think so. Does issuing... Vax mandates by executive order fit into that? No. I know you guys are going to say something about this, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what do you guys have to say about that? I know. I'll I know you, you guys. First. I know. I know you guys are just going to go off on that big time. You know, there is so much to cover in that. I, I know, there, but we there, don't have all day. I, I know we don't. <laughs> And so, like, I guess really starting off with we have to think about what times it was back then. Yeah. How did they actually travel? 
right? So uh, horses, exactly. Maybe and, trains. And so, and it took a long time for them to come yeah. from their, you know, uh, their territories or states to mm -hmm. be able to go into uh, D.C. Actually, not D.C. at the time, but Washington. Mm -hmm. And so, there, there's really a lot to be said behind all this. Um, the commander in chief, as far as when you were going into uh, the beginning of that, it was really good because we are all part of the military. Mm -hmm. Okay, each and every person, and we are the militia. I exactly, and and we are supposed to be that military for each and every one of our states to protect each state. Um, so that's that's like number one. You have to realize the time period of that as far as like he can have the powers um, to be able to call into session and, and he could place people into those positions. It's only because the time frame that may have existed to bring forth all the government into one body to be able to vote in case we were going to war or something like that, that they can actually get some people that they trusted to be able to get their common sense to get a consensus of that two-thirds to actually be able to do anything. Um, gosh, there's just like so much into that. But the consent of the Senate, that's really big because the the president doesn't have uh, more he was not supposed to have more power than the senators mm -hmm. okay the senators from each state were supposed to be the ones of the most power that's why we have two senators in each state and you have so many congress people based upon the population of that state and so when you're when you're really looking at the truth of what it is stating here as far as he shall have the powers um, by and with the advice and consent of the Senate. And now that's important, that word consent. Mm -hmm. He cannot do anything exactly. without the consent of those senators. That's right. They all got to be on board. So to your point as far as the mandates and everything else and executive orders, um, I'm sorry, you can take those things and do whatever you want that's with them. Why, that's no why, way. as far as I'm concerned, mandates do not exist in my world. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They have absolutely yeah. no power because the senators are the ones that actually mm -hmm. are the ones that can give, uh, you know, more. they have more control than the power, the, power mm -hmm. the president does for each state. This is where I keep going back to how the states have been captured by the federal government. Mm-hmm. And so they're make-believing and they're telling everyone that the president of the United States of this dummy corporation has more power than our Literally, own it's a dummy corporation. Exactly. A dummy's in charge. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A real big dummy. Mm -hmm. Dummy. Dummy. <laughs> but I always like to go back to what is the executive branch for? Really, what, what is the executive branch for? It's to right? over, oversee the whole thing? Well, it's to I mean, enforce laws. Yeah. That is part of the executive branch. Yeah. And then you not have... Not to make laws. Not to make laws by some frivolous mandates or executive mm -hmm. orders. But see, nobody knows that. Right. Nobody did constitutional or, or mm -hmm. learned the basics because everything is basics, right? B b biblical is foundational, right? Our constitution, there's foundation there. The executive branch is to enforce the laws which are made by the legislative branch, the judicial branch, right? And they all work in unison together, but nobody seems to understand that. 
And that's why they think MLG passing a mask mandate is law and they can take you to jail. Right. And right. I'm like, uh, no. Uh, no, that didn't go through the uh, the it, legislature. It has, no. to, has to be introduced yeah. as a bill. Right. Then they have to vote on it. And then she has to sign it. The governor mm -hmm. has to sign it. Well, they blurred all the lines exactly. between the three uh, branches of government to the point where they've made those three branches all operating as one. Well, I don't think they blurred it. I don't think they blurred it. They literally have made every... It. Exactly. <laughs> they completely they, ignored it. But yeah. that's no thanks to the other side. Yeah. Who isn't stepping up to the plate because right. we all need to be silent and quiet, oh, and yeah. you know. And so, and so, what ha has happened is, is uh, they've infiltrated everything. So now, right now in New Mexico, I'm going to go to New Mexico. Yeah. Our Supreme Court is dominated by far left liberal progressives. Our ha our our, our uh, House and our Senate is dominated by far left progressive liberals, and so is the executive branch. So here we have all three branches being dominated by evil. Yeah. And we wonder why we can't get anything done? Well, that's why. Because nobody, good people aren't stepping up. You know, the evil is even controlling the elections, so it's like they're doing everything they can to ensure exactly. that they stay in power. Exactly, and here we are, the church, yeah. oh, just be quiet, yeah. don't, uh, literally, this with this uh, Supreme Court with Roe v. Wade, people say they overturned it. They didn't overturn it. They made a wrong right. Exactly. They simply said, hey, it's yes. not the business they of the federal made, government. That's all they did. That's all they did. They it, didn't overturn it anything. Been there to start with. And, and we need to get yeah. the wording right because yeah. the left is so good at spinning words. And here we are as Christian uh, Republicans and duh. We're, you know, God said to be wise. Right, so yeah, when I say Democrats, I um, now I'm going to reply uh, say far left progressive liberals because that's what they are, <laughs> it's, and it's, socialists, communists. I could even yeah, add communists. in there, you know. But but uh, our three branches are supposed to work as checks and balances, and because uh, we have one um, platform, it uh, has the majority in every single branch. That's why where we're at where we're at today. Yep. And nobody understands how that works. All you got to do is look at all of the liberal states and look at exactly what's happening to every one of them. Yep. Homeless through the roof. Exactly. Drug addiction through the roof. Spending money like crazy. Tents no. all over the streets. It, it, uh, defecation all over the sidewalks. Yeah. 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 That's what you get. Yeah. Exactly. Cause and, and, and people think it's just with one governor or with one, one entity. It's not. It's everywhere. And if we just stay focused on, on the governor or the president and don't realize that it's in every single branch, we're going to be coming up losers. What Trump did when he got in there, he knew that. Yeah. And he put pro-life constitutionalists on the Supreme Court. And that is the only reason why a lot of these uh, um, the Supreme Court decisions are coming about is because of what he did. And he knew how it worked. Totally agree. And, and we don't seem to get it, and we seem to just want to focus on the governor's race. Yeah. Do so, know, talking the about the governor's race. <laughs> so, we, we don't got a lot of time left. So, oh, okay. you, and I, you and I were talking about something that we want to talk about. Yeah. Okay? And Tim, or, Tim may or may not contribute to this one, but there's a lot of discussion out there about the governor's race. Since you brought In the state that. of New Mexico. In the state of New Mexico. Yep. Okay? The, in a lot of our opinion... The candidate which was selected by the powers to be, mm -hmm. that uh, to be the nominee. dominion over us. <laughs> dominion over us, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of 
back and forth on that, a lot of controversy on that. There's a lot of opinions on it. I, I know I've talked to a number of people that says there's no way I'm voting for Ron Ketty. I'm going to vote for, well, I'm not going to say her name because I don't really want to promote her. So anyway, um, going to vote for the independent or the, or the, or the libertarian. I'm going to vote for the libertarian. Okay, so here's the truth of the matter, okay? A third party is not going to win this election. It's like, nope. yeah, you may have all you may have you may have all the best ideas in the world, but the problem is, and I had this discussion with uh, Bob Bob Graham yesterday. Yeah, him and I had a little discussion. And what's going to happen is that you've got a large number of voters in this state that aren't like us. They don't research anything. They don't know the issues. Heck, they're lucky if they know the names of the candidates. They're lucky if they know the name of the current governor that's in office. They're lucky if they even know it's an election year. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> they okay. know. They they're lucky if they know what the word or the letter D is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing. You're going to have a lot of people that when they go to the polls, they're going to vote for. Okay, let's say, for instance, well, I know I don't want MLG in office anymore, so let me see who else is running. Oh, 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 I know this guy. He was on TV giving the weather. I know him. I know that name. And that's the one they're going to mark. So there's a large block of voters that are going to do that. Mm -hmm. That is going to ensure that a third-party candidate has no chance well, in hell Well, if you just look at history, we've been winning. talking about history, right? Yes. History, has a libertarian ever won? Has has a person that uh, got 20... I can't 20, recall of a single libertarian. No. Has anybody yeah. that, got, that received 29 delegate votes, have they gone on to win the primary and the election? The answer is simply no. No. Because history tells us, right? History is a very good indication of what's coming. Even in personal lives, mm -hmm. right? With our own personal behavior. Yeah. So to sit there and actually say that a libertarian could win is a little bit misguided. Now, I know God can do anything. I, I, I get that. I get that, under, oop, I get that understanding. We've got like three minutes. Okay, so, go. A libertarian's so, not going to win. Not going to win. Okay, fact. so you've got... Fact. I mean, I don't see how you can possibly think anything different. You've got this large block of voters. Yep. They're going to vote yes. for the weatherman. Okay, that's all there is to it. Right. They're going to. Well, they, okay? Yeah. okay. Now, now, I had this discussion that he needs to be available to the people to answer questions. Now, I have on numerous occasions asked him to come here and... and, and You're talking about Ron Ketty. Ron Ketty. Okay, so this is the deal real quick. I know here. we're going to leave. Everybody has to win our trust. To have yes. a politician come up to you and say, oh, just trust me. That's the problem uh -uh, we have right now. No way. You, yeah. know, you need to earn your trust. And when I was on the campaign with Mark Ron Ketty, he hasn't earned my trust. Yeah. And so right now, you know that I was helping uh, Jay Block's campaign mm -hmm. manager. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I voted for Jay. Yes, and I, yeah. I believe he was the right one to, mm -hmm. to get in I there. I do too. He was the right one, but everybody's focused on who can beat her, mm -hmm. which is maybe the wrong focus because we should be focusing for the right person, mm -hmm. right? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, the, the question now comes for me, and I know for you. Are we going to vote for Mark Ronchetti? I, I have no choice. And I think we both come to the decision. We have no choice yeah. because if we don't, 
Republicans and conservatives and Christians, if we don't, we're going to get another four years of ML MLG. And MLG. Here's, the, here's the scary thing about it, okay, about lame duck yes. people, okay? She would be a lame duck governor at that point. For the next four years, she would be able to impose as much tyranny as she possibly wants because she wouldn't be worried about being reelected. And you know that that's what would happen. And that with all the stuff going on in Washington... Yeah, but see, if we had a checks and balances of the, of, of the Senate and the House, mm -hmm. we could stop her in her tracks, see? We so, could. So what I'm proposing is, what I've already talked to you, is I, I, we have to vote uh, for Mark Ronchetti, whether we feel like he's the right one, we have to get over it. Yeah. Um, because we're going to have a Mark Moore situation again. Yeah. We've talked about that a we, little we bit. We saw what happened there. It, People protested, oh, well, I'm not going to vote for Mark Morris because he's not the guy. And they were okay, led by well, their whatever. feelings. But who'd you get? You got the Democrat. You got the most progressive liberal Democrat yes. up there in Congress. And who does it hurt in the long run? You and I, New Mexicans, and our children. Yeah. So we need to stop just getting, uh, we need to get over our feelings and what we feel about the election because uh, I was in it. I, I was his campaign manager and I helped him, right? Jay, block. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have to get over that because the bigger picture is we're going to get more worse. But what's worse? More worse. More we're gonna worse. <laughs> But Quick, we need, we're out of time. So we need to focus on maybe the House and the Supreme Court. And, maybe and the Secretary of State. If, if we can't help yeah. uh, Ronchetti, there's so many other things we can help. And we'll talk about we this more. Help. We will talk about this I more. I think we need to. So, wow, we've covered a lot today. So so what I've, what I've been trying to say here is that you all need to educate yourself. You need to open your eyes. Don't be so afraid of learning the truth because if you don't, participate in, in, in finding the truth and trying to do something, we're, we're heading in a really bad direction in this country. Just ask questions. Just ask questions. Right? Ask questions. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so um, thanks for listening. Thank you to my guests. Thank you for Kareen. Thank welcome. you for Tim. You guys have been awesome. And I want to plug my advertisers, Agave Builders, Perkins Protection Training, River Light Community Physical Therapy, and oh, I want to mention again, Ribs Barbecue in the East Mountains needs cooks. Shorty's Barbecue in Moriarty needs cooks. So do you own a freedom-friendly business? Advertise on this station, support this show, and many others like it. To get started advertising or send me comments and suggestions, email me at my new email address of becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to replays of all my shows, download my show notes, and have access to useful resources. You can also check out my posts on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Telegram, and now you can download the podcast on Spotify and Stitcher. Please like, follow, and share far and wide as I am being censored by the Facebook Nazis and all the other people that are fighting against our freedom of speech. Freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. It's time to stand up and tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda, hell no, we won't comply. We are the resistance. Party, party.